Hello and welcome to Holly's Hotspurs, where I, your host, Holly Agambar, will be talking all the latest news and gossip, along with a few heated opinions on the club we all love, Tottenham Hotspur. Now you can watch this unfold live with me and my guests over on YouTube at my channel, Holly Agambar. But for now, let's sit back and discuss what has been happening at Tottenham. Hopefully, we've been living lavish. Today we're all a bit, um, I don't really, can't really find the words to describe how we're all feeling today. Not great, shall we say, as we've just witnessed Tottenham lose 2-1 at Arsenal to Arsenal. So, with me tonight I have Wes. Wes, how are you? Yeah, yeah, just yeah, frustrated <laughs> is probably the, the most PG way I can I can put it, uh, to be honest. Yeah, I know, it's not, it's not great, is it? And I'm also joined by Max. Max, how are you tonight? <sighs> <laughs> that's all i'm saying oh i'll let you i'll let you do the introducing and then um i need to have a little a little rant because yeah go on go on holly yeah it's not fabulous <laughs> is it it's not great i mean we have a lot of people in here today i mean considering we have lost and i have said some things in previous lives about how i thought we'd be able to go to arsenal and give them a good game i feel like we never really got out the tunnel until the last 10 minutes of the game so Obviously, Max, because you sat there and you want to have your little rant, go for us. Let us all know what you're thinking. <laughs> well, I'll obviously let, I'll let, I will come to Wes in a sec if you don't mind, Wes. Um, you go for it, Max. You go for it, mate. I'm just pissed off, right? And I'll obviously keep it PG because you just never know who's watching. But why does it take an hour or 70 minutes to, and even to go down to 10 men? For us to actually start putting the ball in the box, to actually start pressing Arsenal, start making things happen, even with the likes of no Sonny, no Bale. But I mean, Sonny obviously was injured and Bale just couldn't get in the game. But why is it taking the lads so long to even start moving and just creating things and opportunities? Why is Kane the only touch he's actually getting is from a free kick? Like, where was, what game plan was it? It's like we didn't have a game plan. Sanchez just looked obviously. Dead at the back as, as usual as well, but I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna put the blame on him today. Um, I think defensively on the left hand side, Doherty he was just awful as well. Arsenal just getting so much freedom down that left hand side, and I was tweeting about it in that first half because we were lucky. We went one nil up out of the blue, out of a shock goal, and think it 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 would have been spoken about, and it would be spoken about a lot more had the result even been a draw. But that, that goal won't even be spoke about now and it won't get the limelight that it deserves because it's off the back of a, a performance that I wouldn't even give any of our players that over a 5 out of 10. It was it was an absolute shambles. I mean, not even Reggie could get going on that left-hand side. Hoybier, you could argue, had a quiet game. And if, if I wasn't firing shots at Doherty, I'd say Hoybier was actually one that maybe his first game where he hasn't been great for us at all. Um, so I'm not going to slant fire any slander his way, but in terms of like the um, the attacking side of things, there just wasn't anything. Uh, Arsenal looked like they were de- they dealt with everything. David Luiz probably had one of the easiest defensive um, games of his life because you know he can be a, a like a liability at times. Leno didn't really get tested at all. I can't remember a shot other than the goal, obviously, that Leno actually had to, to dive to his left or right to save uh, the the post incident at the end. But that's it. I mean. As far as North London derbies go, they get built up so much. And for us to sit there and have to witness that and not see a proper Tottenham attacking side, it was just deflating. And 
I'm gonna let Wes have a talk because I feel like I'm just I don't want to just go there, go go over everything and talk about everyone. So I'd love to hear your opinion, Wes, and just just go for it, bro. <laughs> yeah, um, for me, I I was really really um, intrigued almost by the way we set up. Um, I think we would either go one of two ways, really. Like obviously, this Arsenal side is probably like one of the worst that we've all probably seen in our times you know we're roughly sort of in our 20s and whatnot so it's probably the worst Arsenal side that we've seen yeah we gave them so so much respect it was ridiculous like you know every, anybody that watched them against Burnley recently knows that if you go at Arsenal and if you attack them or press them high up the pitch you know you're going to get success out of it that's where their mistakes are coming from in terms of them trying to play and build from the back um, but we just sat off them, and I was I was really really confused. Like we had a lot of pace in the in the side. Um, obviously, Jose seemed to have stuck with a Premier League side that has been in good form recently. Obviously, winning four games in the, on the bounce, um, five including including Thursday. But it's like today it was just chalk and cheese. I think from you know almost what we'd seen recently. Everybody was saying that we've turned a corner, myself included. And it was like today it was very very deflating in the sense that. You know, nobody, probably until Lamella come on, there was nobody there that you could sort of see that from a fan's perspective that just sort of understood the game and what the game meant to people, like to the fans. Um, I don't know if that's because fans obviously weren't there or whatever, but arguably until Lamella came on, you know, there was no bit of bite. There was no real determination. There was no leaders out there. I thought... You know, and Dombele for me was very, very quiet, and it was probably one of his worst games as well. Because I think when he was on the ball, he didn't really do a lot with it. Um, you know, Kane probably, you know, until the last ten minutes, I'd have said that he put the kit on. But that last ten minutes, you know, he, he, you know, started to get a little bit more involved in the game. But yeah, very, very disappointing. Um, I felt Arsenal were there for the taking. Um, you know, obviously considering where they are in the league, um, you know, mid-table. And whatnot. Every, oh, I've got loads of mates who are Arsenal fans. They're telling me about this process and this project and everything like that. But you know what? Unai Emery finished um, higher than Arteta, so I just want to throw that one in there um, for people, um, just in case they forgot. Um, so yeah, very, really, really frustrating. Um, and like you said, Max, I think Lamella's goal. I, I mean, everybody was Sergio Reguilón. Um, when that one went in, and like you say, it probably would have been spoken about in terms in you know up there in terms of the best derby goals. But you know, obviously the results not gone our way, so it's probably going to go massively under radar, and probably his red card's going to going to top the the goal because that's just the thing of beauty, really. That's the thing. Like for me, I felt Lamela went from hero to zero literally throughout one game, and I just I've never really known a player to to ever do that. And I feel like his temper definitely got the better of him today. And that's another thing. Obviously, we've seen in the comments already. I can't remember who said it, but they said that obviously for me, this was actually the team I wanted to see, bar Doherty. And again, we didn't really see anything from the off, which we've touched on. And like we said, how Joe say in recent weeks, we've been playing this attacking football. Now, don't get me wrong. Attacking football has costed us most times. But going in the way we have, the form we've been playing in, you would have thought that's how we would have played today. So, Max, why do you think he's changed it? Do you think it's because we've gone to Arsenal and our bad record at the ground has caused him to change it up a little bit? Um, it's like he just went with a safe option and try and go back to what he knew at the start of the season. He's like, yeah, I've got, I've got the side that I want. I've got the side that look like they can play that counter-attacking football. Because it was similar to the one that... We obviously beat him at home, other than Bale, wasn't it? And um, 
and I can't remember if Lucas or or Delhi started that one, but either way, uh, yeah, Lucas actually had not spoke about him. He was actually brilliant today. I feel like he's actually someone who picks up the ball. He's so he's he's got that quick feet. He knows how to beat a player, and we just didn't see it enough because one player can't do that. But in terms of the way he's set up, and it just like he's played that safe option that. His thinking's going to be safe, but when you're playing, when you we've been playing teams like Crystal Palace and like we're scoring goals, and to suddenly just change it up like that team, you're looking at it, and it's a strong lineup, attacking football. I'm excited. I'm sitting down. I'm like, yeah, I'm up for this. You have got Bale, Son, Kane. That's goals. Like if you look at that lineup, that's got goals. Endon Bele's been playing brilliant recently, and you just think this is the team you want to see. So I have no idea how we've suddenly just crumbled and we just look like so uninterested and the fact that they showed that the touch heat map or whatever it is where Kane didn't even touch the ball in the penalty area like we're talking about potentially the best striker in the world here against an uninformed Arsenal side just we're joking about a mid-table he should be and he, he always scores against them and he hasn't touched the ball in the box in like 75 minutes um it's just it's it's mind-blowing it's absolutely mind blowing, and the fact that their goal came from—it was a deserved goal. It was the first one. Um, it was annoying. It obviously took a bit of a deflection. Those things happen. The penalty incident. Another day, I feel like that's not given. Um, but VAR obviously were quick to check that, and I was very salty about that decision. Very salty because Lacazette. This doesn't compromise how we play, by the way. But the decision for that penalty. Lacazette's cleared, like he's gone through with the ball, like he's had the shot. On another day, he's had a shot and it can go wide. Um, so if that goes wide and he still follows through, is he still given a penalty because he's actually technically got his shot away? Exactly. I don't know. Maybe the ref's thinking oh, he's actually miskicked it. It might fall back to him. On another day, you see it given. And it's just it's out of luck, isn't it? That's in a North London derby. I mean, every Arsenal fan out there is going to say definite penalty. Um I think even my even my mate my mate Lawrence who was watching he's he's a gooner and he's he's put never a pen and then he's watched the replay back so it's only because VAR actually getting involved and someone behind the camera who hasn't actually seen it live and he's thinking oh I'm actually going to give a penalty here and then that took us that that's, that took us till then to try and start getting back in the game and how can you get back in the game realistically it would have been a shock free kick from Kane and the header obviously offside which he knew. But with no Son, no Bale, little Lucas, not with 10 men at that, it was always going to be a struggle to get back in that game, weren't it? Agreed. And that's the thing. I mean, that pen, I'm still confused. Maybe it's because of the how quick it happened in a sense. Like you said, maybe the refs thought that something did happen with the little touch. It was split second, shall we say. But again, I was still a bit miffed in a sense that he's already had his shot and he's misfired it. And now because Sanchez has gone through him, you're given a pen. But there we go. Like we said, we can't really excuse the performance because up until that point, we were still shocking in the sense that we didn't really want to do anything with the ball. And I just want to go back to um, a comment that Max has said. Now, I think this is true. Obviously, I, I think today, and I'm one of these people that will get behind Jose because he's our manager. And I feel like if anybody can try and turn this team around, it's going to be him because he's done it everywhere he goes. But again, like I'd like to ask you, Wes, obviously, He's stated, Max, that the players weren't up for it. And I agree. There was only a select few, maybe the likes of Lucas, obviously Lamela before he got sent off. But we're really trying to show some hunger and desire for this game. So what is your take on that kind of stance on things, Wes? 
Um, have to agree, really. I think Lucas, from a Tottenham perspective, probably man of the match. The only player, really, that wanted to take the initiative to Arsenal. I think we saw that, especially in those last 10 minutes, obviously getting a lot of free kicks in and around the box um, and whatnot. I think Lamella was typical, <laughs> typical Lamella, really, um, in the sense that I think that he always kind of is up for the big, especially the big games. I think Lamella is a player that's always up for them like I don't think he needs motivating at all perhaps in the same way that you know other players might um you know and he loves a tackle um as well so you know I think he left a few on on a couple of people um as well Lamella so I think from a Spurs perspective I think those two obviously we know Lamella got sent off um as well but I think other than that I think he actually played all right like but I think at times with Lamella, obviously, as all Spurs fans know, he's very, very frustrating. I think his, his right foot is literally for standing on, um, as everybody knows. But um, I think in games like that, he can be really, really useful. He just has to almost keep his head a little bit. Unfortunately, today, um, you know, he, he didn't um, in the sense of with that sending off. Um, because I think had Lamella not checked his shoulder to see where Tierney was, I think he gets away with it slightly. Because... And the way he is going to get away with it is because he doesn't know Tierney's there. But because he has that little look over his shoulder, knows where Tierney is, when that arm comes up, I don't think really the referee's got um, much of a choice, unfortunately, but to to send him off. But I thought he played really, really well. Um, and like I said, I thought Lucas was probably our, our brightest spark, to be fair. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. And the fact that we had to lose Sonny in order to see that bright spark just really... Makes me feel deflated in the sense that because we could have had Son and maybe Lamela on from the start, maybe maybe that would have turned the ties. But again, I feel like Sonny in recent weeks hasn't really shown himself. And today he wasn't really getting much of the ball. Maybe that's because of the way we set up again, deciding to play deep. But how much of an impact do you think, Max, that Sonny had when he came off? Do you think it was a major blow for us? I just think, I mean, I'm one of Son's biggest fans and I know there's no one at the club that, would loves him more, but all the fact everyone gets on with him, he makes things happen. But recently, he just hasn't had it, and I just I don't know what it is. There's something that's not been sparking. What's happening, Ollie? <laughs> There's something that's just not been ticking with Son recently. It's been about ten games, honestly, I reckon, and I feel like he needed to be to be dropped. Like being dropped isn't a bad thing as a play, as a footballer and a professional. They should know that it gives them time to be able to change a game when it's maybe not going your way, you can have a big impact. I mean, look at like, look at Aubameyang. Like, he's probably Arsenal's best player. He didn't even play today. They still got the win. It doesn't mean you can't play your best players. You can. I don't I mean, I can't even spit my words out. But Son, it's, it's annoying. It's, it's, it's just frustrating to see because it's the typical, get, get the ball to Kane. Where's my mate Son? Is he over the top? Is he running? Everyone knows he's going to do that now. All teams know. Like, it's a Premier League. Every team catches on. You can have one good season doing it. You can have two. I mean, obviously, if you keep doing it, that's where you get class as well, class, because you can keep doing it over and over again. But it's very it's very obvious to see. And when he, when he went off, I was gutted, obviously. But I thought, he hasn't been good recently anyway. So maybe getting someone else. I actually would have got Deli Ali on for him, though. I'm not going to lie. We thought it was going to be Deli, and then it ended up being Lamella, wasn't it? Um, and having a crazy performance. I mean, how you can be subbed on after 20 minutes, get a crazy goal and then get sent off all in one game. I just, I don't even know. I don't know how he's even had time to do that. But 
it could actually benefit Son. If we start going on a little run now and then we've got a bit of ammunition to bring him back at the, towards the end of the season, then people won't be expecting it. And it it could actually work in our favour. I mean, we've got hope it's going to work in our favour because we've got no choice because he's injured now. So um, it'll be interesting to see. So that's that's my take on Son. I mean, I love him, but he needs yeah. a rest anyway. Yeah, he does seem really knackered. And I think maybe him pulling up on his hamstring, I think it was, is because he's just been overplayed so many times. And this is something, a comment from Jacob, obviously, we saw uh, both Sonny and Bale play. And today, obviously, I wasn't impressed by Bale. But then I was thinking to myself, why are you taking Bale off for Sissoko? When I feel like our main problem this whole game has necessarily been Doherty. I think he's been the person that's really, I felt, costed us down that side because every time the ball was going down that side a ball was nine times out of ten going into our box and we all know how bad we are at defending crosses so Wes I want to come to you were you impressed with Bale at all today and do you think maybe that was a wrong decision to necessarily take Bale off and put Sissoko on? Um, In terms of Bale today I think it was a frustrating game for him Um, you know couldn't really I think Arsenal sort of done a little number on us in the sense that between Shaka and Partey, they were very, very good at actually stopping and plugging little spaces for Bale um, to operate in, um, which ironically is something that we did to them in the reverse fixture. Obviously, we had Sissoko and Hoiberg doing that um, to deny, I think it was Willian um, and in that in that particular game. And even Lacazette, who I think played in the, the num- more of the number 10 role um, that game. So I feel like Bale was probably frustrated um, and I think... You know, when he went off, you could almost see that frustrated look on his face. Um, so it was it's a little bit like, look, do you, do you leave Bale on because he's a goal threat or do you do you take him off and try and work something out um, another way? Which I feel like is almost what Mourinho tried to do. Um, but then I don't think, you know, Mourinho could have really legislated for Lamella getting sent off, which is, you know, as I said earlier, a little bit unfortunate. Um, but yeah, I think... Yeah, it was difficult for Bale to to sort of get into the game. Um, and But I feel like as well, if Bale was to come inside, Doherty didn't really, you know, have the... You know, Doherty loves to get forward, but he didn't really have the the sort of hurry up or the, the carry on to, you know, get get beyond Bale and almost try and create an overload in that, in that wider area. So I think that didn't help either. But at the same time, I think defensively, Bale didn't really help Doherty out at all. Now, I know Doherty had a shocker. Like, I'm not defending him for, for that because he was horrific. Like, he's made Kieran Tierney look like the Scottish Roberto Carlos today. Like, he was different yeah. class. Um, but, and even for the, you know, for the first goal, Tierney just absolutely ruins him. Like, he's he's sent him back to, to Ireland, like, wherever he's from, Doherty in Ireland. Tierney sent him back can there. He, can he go back there? Can he go yeah, back? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> think, I think we're all going to chip in and maybe drop him off or something. Um, but yeah, I think sometimes as a fullback, when you know you're having a bit of a bad game, you need a little bit of help. But I don't think Bale, in a defensive sense, almost helped out um, Doherty. And I think that's why Mourinho almost brought Sissoko on to try and to try and nullify that threat. Um, you know, down Arsenal's left hand side. But you know, obviously we had to then change change tack because we were sort of chasing the game obviously with with the 10 men yeah I 100% agree just for me I just felt like I feel like Jose's picked Doherty and then rather than seeing that he's the problem rather than causing his pride to take a dip he's decided to change personnel in the middle now for me I would have just taken Doherty off and put Serge on but I know that Serge does have a mistake in him and we haven't seen a lot from Serge 
due to I don't even know what reasons, but he hasn't been in the side as much. So again, it is a tough one, but I want to I want to touch on that centre-back partnership. Now, don't get me wrong, I was very impressed that we didn't have to put up with Dyer today. That was amazing. But obviously, we did have Sanchez that unfortunately did give away that penalty. Now, before that penalty, I thought he'd been playing class. Now, I partly think that's because he was also trying to cover Doherty on that side. So, Max, I come to you. What did you make of Sanchez today besides that penalty? Sorry, to repeat that again. So <laughs> sorry. What, do you, sorry, what do you make of um, Sanchez today besides that penalty, obviously? Um, it's annoying because, obviously, because we've lost, it's so easy to sit here and just slander your defence and say, oh, you didn't play well, you didn't play well. We spoke about Doherty. We know he needs to get in the bin, and I don't know why Aurea didn't replace him or be in the starting lineup. The centre back partnership, I think everyone just loves Toby Alderweireld, um, so he's always going to be the, the main man. And then finding out who can just go next to him, it's just every week we could sit here and say Sanchez, Dyer, why is Rodon not playing? Do you know what I mean? It's it's finding who's going to be that solid one. By the time they find it, Toby's going to be retiring, and we're going to need another centre back from another league or something. It's, it's as simple as that. Um, it must it must really do Toby's head in. I mean, he's not perfect. Don't get me wrong; he's made mistakes in the past. But because he's he's Toby, and everyone loves him. We'll be like, oh, it's fine, it's fine. If he's the one giving away a penalty, I'm just as annoyed at him yeah. as Sanchez. So, But Sanchez, it's it's annoying because he actually didn't have a bad game. If he didn't have, if he didn't give away a penalty, you, we wouldn't be slating him at all, and we'd just say it's another normal performance. We, he's, he hasn't he hasn't scored. He hasn't. He's just done his done his job, so to speak. Um, the penalty is one of them ones. He probably thinks Lacazette's going to absolutely smash it back across goal, whatever. He's just trying to get get his body in the way. And unfortunately, he's he's actually miskicked it, Lacazette. Because who knows if Lacazette's kicked the ball into Sanchez, no one's probably saying anything. But and the ball just deflects somewhere else. Because it's the fact that Lacazette's decided, that, and he, he's not he's a clever footballer, Lacazette. He's miskicked it. He knows Sanchez is coming across. He goes down. If he's actually just smacked the ball into Sanchez and it's just gone out for a corner, I guarantee you he's probably not going down as easy, or no one's making a fuss about it. So. That's probably why Sanchez was actually having a little argument with the ref at the end. I mean, I don't know if you saw that. I just saw it come up on Twitter, actually, because as soon as that final whistle obviously went, oh, it's gone. I'm turning that off. I'm not even watching it anymore. But it obviously got to Sanchez. And he's such a confidence player, unfortunately. Like that, it, it, will, it will play on his mind for such a long time, Sanchez. Um, so he has to play again. He has to be straight back and start and line up. He needs to be sat down and say, look, Forget about your price tag because we know he's not worth that. But just without confidence, that guy, he'll make more mistakes. And we've seen it in the past and it takes so long to build it up. And then that's what happens. You lose a bit of confidence, you get swapped out. And then a player will just suddenly be like, it's like what happened to Ali. You don't play well, you're not in the side. So uh, it's different with defenders, obviously, because you've got to have ideal replacements. And I just don't think... We do have ideal replacements. Everyone's a liability. And when is Rodon actually going to get this chance to shine? Because what's the point in signing a new centre-back if you're not going to play him? Yeah, exactly that. And it's like something that Jacob said is here. Like, Levers never changed their spots and Sanchez and Dyer, to be fair. I mean, to be fair to you, I don't think Dyer's changed his spots. But I've got some bit more... I've got a bit more faith with Sanchez, so I say the least. But I think that's because we've got no one else, in a hmm. sense. I know you've mentioned Rodon, but again... We haven't seen enough of him for me to make a clear enough a clear enough picture. But um, centre-back, I feel like, has to be the number one priority in the summer. And I think we've all kind of felt that for a very, very long time. But again, 
we're still so bloody deflated. So I'm going to come to you, Wes. Obviously, with this game today, I feel like, although I've said I feel like top four could possibly unreach, I feel like now it's it's slowly slipping away again just because I think there's a lot of players in this team, like Sanchez, like Ali, that Max has rightfully said that rely heavily on confidence. So do you feel now, obviously, going forward, do you think Europa League has to be the one we need to win now? Um, I wouldn't write us off just yet. I think there's still a lot of football to be played. I think had we won today, obviously it sends down a bit of a marker and a bit of a statement. But I think the good thing for us in a sense of next weekend is that some teams in and around us aren't necessarily playing because it's FA Cup weekend. So again, it's an opportunity for us to maybe look at taking a bit of an advantage um, obviously, we play Aston Villa uh, next Sunday. So I think that game is crucial. Obviously, had we had won today and then beat Villa, we are then looking like we're going above Chelsea um, into the top four. And then all of a sudden, the conversations are, are you know, completely different. Um, but I think having said that, you know, if we win against Villa, obviously, like I said, there's not too many teams in and around us that are playing. So again, it, it, if we win, it propels us, um, you know, into into the conversation once again for for Europe and and for top four. Um, but I I do think the Europa League is is a fantastic opportunity for us, um, you know, to to get some silverware. Um, and you know, obviously, one of the comments there saying that you know Chelsea and United, you know, teams are going to pick up points and and lose points as well. So. Yeah, I think that the race for top four and European place is still very wide open. Um, but yeah, I think Europa League for us is, is crucial. I'd, I'd love to see us win win the competition. Um, I think it will be great for not only us as fans, but the, the squad and the team as a group. I think it will be brilliant. Um, Jose will probably stick up the amount of fingers in terms of the amount of times he's won it um, as well. Because, you know, that's Jose. It's kind of his little thing, what he does. But yeah, I think Europa, I wouldn't say you know, shift all our focus onto the Europa League. I think what are if we were saying Arsenal's position, obviously with them being with them being tenth, you know, I, you know, you may look at it and go, well, actually, the league is a bit, you know, where we want to be is a bit too far for us, so to speak. Like, let's throw all our eggs in that Europa League basket and and really, really go for it. So I think we still got almost two. Um, two things to juggle in the sense of, you know, trying to finish as high as we can in the Premier League, um, but then also with the Europa League again going as far as we can and, and hopefully we, we're all off to Gdansk and, and celebrating uh, a, a Europa League win and a European Cup win. But I think as well, like for the for the status of the football club, because that would be, what, two European finals in three years? Like that is unheard of at Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. So I think that would also show if we do get to the final, of course, that would show a little bit of progress um, in terms of what we've been able to achieve in the last few years. Yeah, I fully agree. And I like the fact you said it's all dependent on other teams. But for me, I'm just sat here thinking it's the Tottenham way again to do it the hard way, isn't it, really? Like I said, if we manage to get those three points today, we'd probably be in better stead going forward. But hey-ho, that's just us, isn't it, really? Stay positive. Stay positive. Come on. Come on. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> Trouble is, I get so positive, so up for it, and then they do that to me. But there we go. It's Tottenham, I suppose. And I just want to throw this one to you, uh, Max. Obviously, Jacob said here about our mentality in Europa League against foreign sides. We're all right. But against the big names in the Premier League it's not so great and God forbid it if we get Arsenal say in the final or even even into the, the next round what are your thoughts on that do you feel like the Europa League is very dependent on who we get next I mean in terms of the cup 
every player that in that squad hasn't had a trophy for God knows how many years. And I just, it, it just every season, it's just like, oh, we need, we need a trophy this season. We need a trophy this season. And we're actually in a really good position this year. We're in a cup final. We're still in the Europa League, which I don't see why we can't go on and believe of winning the trophy. And obviously, if you win it, you get Champions League. So, We've seen other teams do it in the past when they haven't finished Champions League and then they've ended up getting it by winning that. Why Why can't we do that? We've got, like I said, we, we'll end up having a decent enough squad. It's finding that balance. I think, obviously, Villa's going to be a massive game. Um, unfortunately, today, I was saying to Dad, would have been a nice little cherry on the ice and the cake to just be able to build from like a victory like today move on and carry on going like we've we've dug ourselves out of that awful run a few games ago and obviously we've we've sunk again because of today but there's so much football left to play if i'm in that dressing room and i know we've still got a cup final and i know we're still in the europa league which you can get champions league from i wouldn't be too disheartened it's just because it's a north london derby it's so easy to get your head down um, I mean, most players these days, unless you're Harry Kane and some of the boys that are actually Spurs from through, I hate to say it, but it's so easy to see on the pitch when it just shows that it's a normal game for them and it just doesn't mean as much. Um, so the Europa League is one of them ones. I know we've seen some like big, the big teams. Jose hasn't been using the youngsters as much in them, only when we're comfortable. Whoever we draw in the next round or... I can't even remember. It's uh, Zagreb, isn't it? Obviously, uh, obviously, saying if we do go through, then I fully expect Jose to be playing a, a strong side for out and proper push for it. Because at the end of the day, he's been brought in to win a trophy, and there's no one out there right now that knows how to win a trophy as much as he does. It's just he needs the players to understand what he wants and. It's just games like today. I couldn't even see a game plan. The mentality, obviously, it goes out the window when Son's injured because he's arguably one of your best players when he's on form. But, like I said, there's so much football left to play and we just need to take each game each game at a time. I kind of forget that we are in a cup final at times. I mean, that's that's going to come around quite quickly. It is. And I like the fact you try, like you said to stay positive. And I'm trying to because... Don't get me wrong, we're in a cup final already. We're still in the Europa League. I mean, we're still trying to push for top four. Where we get that is another question. But after today, it's just so frustrating to to go there with, like you said, no intent, no, for me, no game plan in a sense. And it, it's just horrendous. So, Wes, I'm going to come to you next. Obviously, we kind of touched on uh, Berlos on already. And I know I've had your thoughts sort of, but I want to kind of come to you because we've had a, a question in. Now, do you think it would have been a different outcome or do you think, like because the way that we set up at the start and the way most of the players didn't look like they were in it, do you think it wouldn't really made any much difference? Um, that's a million dollar question, isn't it? It's almost like a question without without an answer because you you, you just simply you simply don't know. Um, having said that, I think if I go off almost what um or how we were playing when they were all on the pitch, um, obviously there wasn't really influential. There was no there wasn't. They weren't stamping their personality or their authority on the game like at all. Like, I didn't see Son, you know, sh- square up his fullback and look to beat him or go either way. Um, you know, I didn't see Bale look like, you know, he might shift inside and and I know he put maybe a couple of crosses in or, you know, he didn't he, he switched play a couple of times, but really that was that was about it. Um, 
you know, having said that, obviously we had a couple of free kicks towards the end and you know Bale would have been interested in a couple of those. Um, but then it's like, you know, where where do they end up? Do they end up top corner? Do they end up in the net? Do they end up in the wall? You know, do they end up in Rosette? Do they end up in your back garden? You know, <laughs> I mean, one of them. Um, but I think losing, losing Son, it's almost like, I think the balance of the team wasn't quite the same. Um, but then maybe if Sonny's out, it might now, you know, Bergwijn might start getting a bit more of a look in it. He might start going, oh, right, Son's out. This might be my opportunity and my chance to to stake a claim to be in this team um, because I feel like Bergwijn's probably best position is out on that left. Obviously, he was there a lot on, uh, at PSV and then since he's come to Spurs, he's been sort of on the right and doing a bit more of a defensive job. So Bergwijn now might step up and, you know, start taking his chance if he gets one, that is. But, yeah, obviously, we, we can't really say, you know, if Son or Bale were on, would they have made a difference? Because, obviously, when they were on, there wasn't they wasn't really doing much in the game anyway. But, obviously, to lose those two as, say, attacking threats, you know, as any opposition manager, coach, fan, you're thinking, oh, brilliant, because, you know, Son's one of our main goal threats. Bale can produce something out of nothing, um, as we've seen recently anyway, um, and certainly throughout his career. So... Yeah, I think losing them was a bit was a bit of a blow. Obviously, losing Sonny to injury and then taking Bale off because you haven't got that in- attacking threat or attacking intent. But obviously, when they were on the pitch, they didn't really do too much. I think obviously the one time that Sonny looked like and got interested and looked like he was going to get in, typically for us he pulls his hamstrings. So um, yeah, it was um, obviously from from like a wing, from a wide player's perspective, it was it was a frustrating game. Like you couldn't really get into it. Um, really, and it was almost like that midfield battle really was the one that almost took over the game um, for me today. So yeah, that's just my thoughts on it. Yeah, I totally get that, and I kind of, I kind of image that as well. Just because, like you said, you can't really predict the future. But when they were on, they didn't really offer anything, and I think that was just kind of the statement from the whole team. Just didn't really see any intensity or intent or anything really. And that's the thing. I just want to quickly move on. I mean, we're running slightly out of time, but I just want to point on the fact that I feel like we played better with ten men. I think that's the most frustrating thing. We actually looked better with ten men. So I quickly get both of your thoughts on that, Max. Do you think maybe obviously losing Lamela somehow just brought us out of a new, I don't know, a new birth kind of thing? Because going down to ten men, it looked like we actually wanted to give Arsenal a go for once. I think. It took until Lamella getting sent off for the players to actually realise we're 2-1 down in the North London derby. Mm. Um, it, it baffles, obviously, all of us fans to think that because surely you think you'd be like that from the get-go. Um, I guess it's obviously... It's just infuriating. Um, I actually thought... I did think we were actually going to get back in it and I think that's just typical being a Spurs fan. You just always you just always believe and then end up getting, getting your heart broken, you could say. But... I just don't understand why it takes so long for a, a derby match to... We've seen derbies in the past and Lamella's obviously a fiery character. Maybe that's why they wanted to do it for him. But who knows? It's just... It's like there just wasn't any interest before that. Um, I know we've pretty much covered every every attacking player and there's not even anyone else that... Maybe Bergwijn. Um, I just don't think that... Like, Bale hasn't been amazing, right? He's been good, but hasn't been amazing. And... I really wanted him to score today. I know every Spurs fan did. I, I kind of feel that's maybe even why he played, just because Mourinho wanted that, um, like to give him that moment, shall we say. Um, but Bergwijn must not be doing enough, because Bergwijn 
he he done a lot of tracking back in the start of the season, didn't he? And that was one of the reasons he wasn't scoring. But if you're tracking back and helping players like Doherty, who clearly can't defend, then you're gonna you're gonna be in the side because you you can see the work rate. It's just like he thought maybe Bale will just bang one in today or the game plan will be different. We'll actually play like we did against Palace. We'll just, we won't do long balls. We'll just actually attack them from the get-go and and scare them. But I think Arsenal just knew what our game plan was instantly. They knew that Bale wasn't going to track back and they, they just punished us because everything came down that left-hand side. So that's my verdict on that. Anyway, it just, I mean, I know I went off topic a little bit. It wasn't, well, it was after Lamella obviously getting sent off. But, yeah, you can tell by my my expressions where I'm leading with this. Wes? <laughs> I got, yeah, it's fine. We're all really delighted. But, Wes, I'm just going to finish up on you. Obviously, you spoke about the 10 men thing. And for me, if I'm playing in the derby, I'm, I'm fired from the get-go. So, I'm just going to throw this. It might be a bit hard, but I'm going to throw it at you. Do you think it's Jose to blame or do you think it's the players to blame? I love I love how I get all the hard questions. <laughs> cheers, cheers for that. Um, You're better at analysing these, Wes. Uh, I don't I don't know whether it's because of the line of work I'm in or whatnot, but yeah, yeah I think I think um, yeah, it's I, th- I think we could say the story of our season. Really, you know, is it because we all know as Spurs fans, like this hasn't been a Tottenham team that we can almost attach ourselves with in the sense of you know we had five and a half fantastic years under, you know, the person I still call the gaffer, Pochettino. But we attached ourselves to that team because it had almost everything that as a fan you would want in a team. Um, I don't feel like under Mourinho we've really got that. Obviously, I think I said before that, or or I've said previously, I don't know if it was on the, the West Ham uh, stream that I was on or whatever, but it almost feels like we've got two Mourinho teams, obviously the one he inherited, um, and the one he's trying to build now, but yeah, I don't know if it's um, if it's down to the players themselves. Obviously, they have to take some level of responsibility because they're the ones going out there on the pitch. Obviously, everybody can blame managers, coaches. They can blame Levy, but at the end of the day, they're the ones that have to take some form of responsibility because they're the ones that are out there um, and performing. But I think at the same time, there's you know, as a coach, you have to you know in coaching there's there's the term adaptability and it's like but it's usually leveled at as a coach you adapting to your players okay you could argue Jose probably hasn't done that because of the way that he's set up and has set us up um for a lot of games in his time in charge you know even if I look back to last season like Bournemouth and Sheffield United you know to not have a shot in 90 minutes against Bournemouth who were fighting relegation was was confusing for me um so yeah, but I, I think, you know, do the players adapt to the manager? Do the, does the manager adapt to the players? Obviously, so many different different types of questions regarding that. But I think it's a bit of both in answer to your question, Holly. I think, like I say, the, the players have to take some form of responsibility. But then also, I think Mourinho and his coaching staff as well have to take responsibility. I think that's key, though, that the, the staff there, you know, Sacramento, even Ledley to a certain degree. I know he's a legend. And, you know, we all love Ledley. I love Ledley as well. But at the same time now, he's doing a job for us. And that's what it is. It's a job for us. Um, and there has to be some level of responsibility with the coaches because, you know, we haven't really got the setup to play this low block, this defence, this, you know, playing outside, playing virtually like the width of our 18-yard box to then go and counter-attack. You know, we've seen it. Obviously, yes, it was effective for a certain period of time. 
But, you know, I think, Max, as you alluded to earlier with Son, like we've been found out with that. So it's almost like, right, well, what else can we do um, in terms of the way we play? Obviously, in that bad run, there was reports coming out that, you know, players weren't happy with Jose's training methods. And, you know, it was all focused around, around nullifying the opposition and everything like that. And it was around defending. But it's like, have you seen us defend? Like, we couldn't defend an innocent man in the courtroom. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was it was that bad. So, yeah, I think, yeah, it, it's a bit of both because I think, like I say, the players have to take some form of responsibility. And when things aren't going right, you know, I think I saw Hoiberg today for the first time, you know, get frustrated with, you know, what was happening on the pitch. Um, I don't know if anybody else caught that. I think it was early in the first half, but obviously when we didn't really have the ball and when we did, it was like a hot potato. But, you know, I think that was the first time I've seen somebody get frustrated and be like, look, come on, lads. Like, we, we have to do better. Like, come on. And, yeah, you know, so G, G the team up a little bit. Um, so, but we don't have players like that. I think Hoiberg is the exception to the rule. And, um, you know, many, many people have said that Spurs have been a soft touch over the years. Um, but then I think, like I said, under Potch, we kind of dispelled that a little bit. We still had the Spursy tag, but I don't think we were a soft touch as we had been previously. And I think Hoiberg sort of come in and tried to distill that again because um, I think we'd lost that a little bit. But yeah, I think Jose's got to take some sort of form of accountability. Obviously, he's setting the team up with the with the game plans and the tactical plan um, in terms of how we want to play, how we set up. Um, which at times doesn't look like there's anything. It's like, you know, right, be defensively sort, and then right when we go and attack, it's down to you guys go and win us the game. Um, but I think at the same time, like I say, the players then have to, you know, try and, um, you know, implement that that game plan and do it to the best of their ability. Obviously, if it's not good enough, then that's where your adaptability comes in. It's like, right, we can't play how we want to play. You know, we have to play a different way. You know, I coach myself and, you know, I, I don't have the players to play like, City or, or Liverpool or anything like that. So I'm not really going to coach my players to play in a way that they I know that they can't do mm. um, at the same time. So you have to adapt, I think. But I don't think we've, as a club, necessarily adapted to Mourinho because he's a big personality, you know, won everything in the game and everything like that. Like, you know, some people are still like, oh my God, we've got Jose Mourinho as our manager and he's won, you know, 25 trophies or whatever. Like, people are still in that. Um, but yeah, and, but then I don't think Mourinho has really adapted to us as a club and as a team um, with the players at his disposal um, as well. Because, you know, we're a bit, I think under Poch, we had such an identity of being on the front foot, you know, pressing teams high up the pitch. And ultimately, I think that's probably what cost Poch's job is the fact that the players were just getting that little bit older and perhaps couldn't carry out the the game plan Um because they were a little bit older and their legs were going a little bit. Um, so I think that's ultimately what kind of cost Poch because eventually teams just sat in and went, right, you break us down and we, we didn't have the players to do it. We still really don't have the players to break a team down that's sitting a low block either. So we have to try and, you know, just kind of go toe to toe with, with the bigger t- teams anyway. And I don't think we've really done that this season. No, I 100% agree. And it's like people said here, you can't just blame Jose, you've got to play, blame the players as well. And I totally agree that. And it's kind of what Wes has said, it's lies with both people today. And I think that's the first time I've actually sat around and thought, actually, hang on, we've seen the team we've wanted today, but we haven't been able to deliver it. Like, I've just, with Jose today, I've really, I'm trying not to wash my hands with him because I think Jose's still the man for the, for the business. But today, I, he's really let me down in that kind of sense. But I want to say thank you to both of you for jumping on today. Obviously, after that, 
that loss, it has been rather difficult to try and dissect and things. But I think it's kind of good to have a little rant about things. So I'm going to come to you, Max. Obviously, where can we all find you with your content and things? I'm just, I always just use the, uh, if you want to see some scenes in that Champions League moment when Ajax and Lucas scored that goal, the hat-trick, then just, I'm, if you search that video, I'm sure my channel will come up. But <laughs> either way, thanks to Max across the internet. Normally Spurs reaction videos for the time being until we obviously get back to the games. And yeah, that's that's pretty much it from me. I'm just, I just waffle a lot about Spurs and then to see, to see who wants to hear me, to be honest. <laughs> no, I appreciate it, Max. I think there's a lot of people that, that want to hear you waffle, so keep doing it. Um, and obviously, I want to say thank you to Wes as well. Thank you for coming on. Where can we find you, Wes? Yeah, so on Twitter, at Weso10, uh, Instagram, at Weso32. And then for all my kind of football coaching um, content there, at WM32Football across all social media uh, channels for that as well. Thank you both guys for coming on. Um, hopefully next week will be a bit more... Rosie and would be a bit more. Where's is actually going to be on the coaching side for the Villa game? <laughs> <laughs> He's got his jacket on already. Isn't he? <laughs> I love it. I love it with his clipboard and everything. That we scenes would be scenes. But thank you all again, and that leads me to say thank you to everyone that has watched today. Um, I appreciate it. Obviously, it wasn't a, a hard. It was a hard game to watch, and then to watch us talk about it, and I can only imagine is is hard as well. But thanks again. If you are new, please consider like and subscribe. Would mean the world. But until next time. Come on, you Spurs.